You are listening to the Garden State, the only New Jersey podcast that gives you all the news you need to hear this week. My name is Josh Sobo. My name is Josh Chomick. And I'm Jimmy Parks, back once again. Jimmy. Jimmy's back. It's like 3 a.m. right now in California where I've been. You've been in Cali. I I was in California for almost three weeks. Wow. Did you want to come home or no? Uh, It was kind of like a mixed bag, honestly. I... I would happily stay out there a little bit longer. I was um, in Merino Valleys where we were staying, but I was going to the desert almost every day. Living the life, Jim. It was a pretty crazy trip. So, and you, and you said so. So, for the listeners that are just catching up, or if you haven't been listening, the last two weeks, Jimmy Park was out of office, and he was in California, and he's back, which is great. But Jimmy, you were saying earlier to me that you were by the Salton Sea. Is that correct? Yeah, I was by the Salton Sea a bunch. Um, it was like 120 degrees. Deep desert. Jeez. Well, you know, like, a place is hot when you drive through, like, a small town during the day, and you just don't see anybody. Yeah. It's just like... It's like a ghost town. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of ghost towns out there, too, but... If you could say, like, the best part of your trip, one, like, the number one thing that happened, you have to give us one, what is it? That's so hard. It was such a good trip. Uh, Well, we drove across the country, so that was cool. I've never driven all the way across... um, and it wasn't until yesterday morning that I, we were staying in Manhattan Beach for our last day, and I actually finally walked to the ocean, so I made it all the way across. Yes, you got to do that if you drive across, as we did. It, it's so crazy, because I've been to that part of California so many times, but I've never driven there, so it's always been like this far-off land. So it was very, very bizarre to me to come into California and then start like knowing where I was. Yeah. And it's like, Wow. And it just made you think. We drove pretty much straight through. It took us about three days. Um, and it's like, wow, the country's like pretty small. <laughs> like, but at the same time, it's like pretty massive. You're yeah. like, this is taking forever. Yeah. Like three days is like the perfect amount of time to get across. It, Other than that, it would be like kind of crazy. It was pretty daunting when we finally got to the point where the GPS said 24 hours remaining. And it's like, okay, we're getting there. But at the same time, I was like, whoa, that's like a lot of driving. That was the same go. thing. The same thing we felt when we drove back from Seattle a few years ago, me and Josh. Well, that's not a few. That was like, now it's been like eight years. Yeah. Or seven years, something like that. We did a road trip around the country. By the time we left Seattle, I remember it said 48 hours, I think. And I was like, oh my God. Like, why did we fly? <laughs> if we don't sleep at all, it's going to take two days. But just because I, like middle of the country is so boring. Yeah. Like it just, there's, it's like 12 hours of nothing. It wasn't until we got into Texas that it was like, okay, this is starting to look different. This is cool. He went to Cadillac Ranch. Yeah, I saw that. By. Yeah. I think it's uh, interesting you were at the Salton Sea. That's where Josh and I actually stopped a few years ago. For people listening that don't know, the Salton Sea is a massive, massive lake in Southern California. And it's not a natural lake. It actually was man-made due to a, uh, a an issue in, what was it, in the 50s, Jimmy? I think it was a little before that. It was um, the Colorado was, River. The Colorado. They diverted yeah, it by it accident. Breached. Yeah, they, they, there was an accidental, I guess, a breach, and it led to a bunch of water pooling in Southern California and making a lake. Yep. So it was a man-made disaster. But then people go, "Wait a second, this looks beautiful because it's like an oasis in the middle." Of, and if you look at photos from the fifties, it was like the mid-century dream, like yeah. this oasis in the desert, and people built vacation homes next to it. So all this information. You know, I, we didn't know when we went and we're driving past it in the middle of the desert. As you know, it's super hot. And I was like, where is, what is that lake? I'm going to go jump in it. And we ran <laughs> on the beach and there was nobody at the beach. 
the the sand, what I thought was sand, was all fish bones. Yep. And then you got close to it and it smelled disgusting. And I found out you can't swim in it. And it turns out for the listeners, all the farmland in the area, they grow a lot of pineapple and other stuff in this part of California through the runoff um, and the irrigation systems of these farms, it all pooled into the lake and nothing can, <laughs> nothing can live in the lake anymore. So it's like a death trap. So it's completely deserted in the area. It's super creepy because yeah. it, if you look at photos from the fifties, it was like all these beautiful vacation homes. And now it's just, I don't know, it's a disaster. It's right near also, um, Salvation Mountain, right? Yeah. You pass right by on your way to Salvation Mountain. The other thing that I found really interesting about the area is um, the farmers don't use as much water anymore. Something with their water rights changed. So there isn't as much runoff going into the Salton Sea anymore. Hmm. So it's getting smaller and smaller because it's not being filled up and it's in the middle of desert oh, and evaporation and all that good stuff. So it'll be gone probably eventually. I don't know if it'll ever like fully go away, at least not in our lifetimes, but it's crazy. You can see how the water has receded over the past 10, 15, 20 years. What was the, um, what was like the mineral that was too, there was too much of that was running in as I want to say like saline or that's, that's not right. I know saline isn't, but like there's something from the irrigation systems that, that would, there's too much of a density in it that was killing all the fish. Do you know? I'm not sure. I remember I read I all. know the salinity of the lake is higher than like ocean water. Yeah, maybe it was just too salty. Yeah. Okay. Well, That's like the Dead Sea. That's why you could float in the Dead Sea and there's nothing living in it because there's just too much salt. Yeah. It's like they're just swimming through sand. California is so pretty, man. When we were driving up, Josh, it just looked like it was gorgeous, the lake, and there's mountains behind it. And it just, it was so beautiful. But then you find out like it's a de- it's a death machine. It's just <laughs> killing all these fish and and uh, yeah, it was sad sad to see. And that's why we always come back to Jersey to the to Lake Apaca. Cal- California is the worst. It's beautiful for like a few days, and then I'm just like I'm so ready to be back home. Oh, yeah, I like it. I'm right, gonna go J- back Jimmy, for another you, two weeks. Jimmy Parks can become Jimmy Parks in California. Then I know. I was thinking about starting a podcast while I was out there. I was in talks with some people. Honestly, the Golden State, the Golden State, yeah, Golden State podcast, it, Golden thought, State. I thought it was the Eureka Gold, State, Golden State Warriors, Golden State Warriors, Golden the State. basketball team, Jimmy. Wow, I'm pretty. Sh- What's the Eureka State? Isn't that Oregon? Well, be. Eureka would be gold, right? Or California State motto. Let's look this up. Eureka. The state no, motto. Not the motto, but it's the state, the state nickname. Uh, if you look at the license plate, what's it say? Nothing. It just says California. Oh, my gosh. It's the Golden State. It is the Golden State. It's the Golden I, State. I believe it is the Golden State, but I've never heard gold. Yeah, it's the Golden State. I, <laughs> never heard of Eureka. Gosh. Hey, so this uh, a lot has happened we have since, so much to since talk about. Jimmy's been gone. And the first thing I want to talk about, um, welcome back to the listeners. We, we've had just the craziest couple of weeks here. Um, just two nights ago, we actually had a four-hour slot on New Jersey 101.5, live on the radio. Crazy. Nuts. And it was it was an experience, man. And before we get into the mailbag fully, because we can talk about our re- recaps and everything, we got a mailbag about this, and I want to play it for you. Yeah. Uh, because it's it's just really... You didn't, have you heard this yet or no? No, It's really, really funny. I love going into it not knowing the mailbag. So for the context, last week before we said we were going to go on the radio, and we were like, hey, if you guys could call in and just hype us up, like say... Like, hey, thanks for letting me borrow your Ferrari. You guys are great guys. Like, just make up crazy kind of stories. <laughs> yep. And people started to do it. But but they didn't. what they didn't realize is when you call into radio, you got to kind of talk on topic. If they're talking about a topic, 
you got to go into you that. You go through a producer okay. first who like yes, a phone checks screener. all the calls. Okay, so listen to this first call, and then we'll. this is part of the, the weekend recap. Check this out. If you want to call into the mailbag, the number is... 908-67-99993. Hey, guys, this is Lou from Booten. I'm listening to you guys right now on 101.5. I tried calling in. I had an elaborate story about how you guys literally saved my life because I was choking on an Italian hot dog at Dickie D's in Newark. But uh, the guy wasn't buying it. Like he, he was like, well, this isn't really on topic. Because you guys, right now you're talking about what you're cutting back on, uh, you know, because everything's so expensive. The guy's like, wow, we're really, you know, that's a, that's a great story, but, you know, we, we want to stay on topic. So I was, I was trying, guys. I was trying to get on. And really, uh, you know, pump you guys up. I, I was going to sell it really good. I had a very elaborate oh. story. But, uh, yeah, they weren't buying it. So, sorry, guys. And anyway, this is uh, Lou from Booten uh, punching out. Thanks, boys. That right there would have been amazing radio. And I, when I hear a call from a guy like Lou and Booten, it makes me, it just gives me a sense of Jersey pride. You can't find a Lou and Booten in other states. You don't no, find them in no. California. That's a Jersey man right there. Dickie choking man on a hot people. dog from Dickie D's in Newark. That's amazing. <laughs> like that's amazing. And that should be clipped for our, our Instagram, by the way. I think that's, that's a really funny yeah. clip. Um, but man, Lou, thank you for calling in. We had another friend <laughs> that, well, a listener that said they called in and they were like complaining about the Atco raceway getting shut down and they were just depressed about it. And they said they didn't get through either. So, yeah, I guess the way radio well, operates. Well, cheat code for radio, when you, go, when you first call, you have to say you're staying on topic of what they're talking about. Yeah. Like, don't actually tell them what you're going to say. And then when you get on the line, that's when you, you got to say it. Yeah, because it doesn't go through us first. It goes to a producer in a separate room who like just checks all the calls to make sure they're legit. So just if you're ever thinking about calling into radio, always stay on topic until you're actually on the air. Then well, you can go crazy. So when I was in California, I was listening into the show a little bit and like, I didn't know that you told people to do this. So someone called in and said that like, Oh, when I I'm down maze landing and something happened the other day and like these guys did something. I was like, what was Josh and Josh doing down in Mesa Landing? Yeah, <laughs> he said a guy called it was in. Believable. He gave the most believable story ever. I was expecting people to call in and be like, "Hey, thanks for letting me borrow your helicopter." Like yeah. crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, that's. He called in and he was like, "Hey guys, he's probably listening right now." He's like, "Hey boys, uh, thank you for saving my life." Uh, oh no, who knows? Hey, say, thank you for uh, buying me a Taylor ham egg and cheese. Yeah. He said pork roll, but pork roll egg and cheese down in Mesa Landing the other day. You know, I really needed it. And we were like, yeah, I said something about getting out of our Ferraris to buy it for him. But that was like one of the few, but it was, I don't know. Radio phone conversations are so funny, dude. It was amazing. There's so many crazy people calling in. So yeah, I, I, uh, I enjoyed being on the air again. I thought it was fun. It was cool to get some phone calls. I just thought that call from Lou was hilarious. Josh, what were your, what were your feelings as you were on the air? You did a couple ad reads. How did that feel? I just wanted to do an ad read because like when you're listening to talk radio, you always hear like yeah. the host say, like read an ad. So he wanted us to read the ads to get used yeah. to it. And like, I always like naturally, like I could just, I stutter very easily when I'm reading things. So I was like, I'm kind of nervous. I don't want to do it, but he's like, who cares if you mess up, it's fine. Like you just got to get used to doing this on the radio yeah. if you want to do it more often. So I did two ad reads, Josh did like three and it was like the best part. 
Like I actually, I didn't stutter <laughs> once reading through it and it was like such a sigh of relief right when I finished. I was like, I did that. And I'm trying to find the show. Like I want to listen back to it. Yeah. It wasn't on their website yet. Oh, uh, maybe they don't upload the evening show. No, it, it, the evening show is not uploaded. So we got to get it from our inside sources at 101.5. But like, I kind of want to put some of that stuff in here so like you guys I, can hear it. I was going to say, when we when we came back on air and you read that ad, because mm-hmm. the way that, that ad break works is you read the ad and then it goes back into the, I think it was the top of the hour or yeah. mi- middle of the hour. He, he was like, wow, you were, you were enthusiastic to read that one. Heck yeah, was. <laughs> was like standing. I'm sitting. Cause I couldn't sit. I was just so hyped. The way the yeah. studio is laid out is there's like four mics around this massive table and you can sit, you could stand, you know, the mic obviously is on a, an adjustable arm that can go up and down. Chomwick's standing and like, he, he looked like Eminem rapping like the, uh, <laughs> like, the, like the final scene in eight mile. Like he was going crazy behind this mic. And then the guy was just like, oh, you were pretty excited to read that ad. And then he just oh, kept yeah. moving. Radio is funny though, because, uh, I don't know. I just think all the, there's so much behind it that we just don't have to do in a podcast. It's just, this is just, it's it's a lot of work. There's a lot going on. A lot to learn. And what's hard about radio and talk radio is like on the podcast, we could just have a conversation for an hour and a half straight. No problem. Yeah. On radio, you have like an ad break every eight minutes. So like, say you start getting into a conversation like seven minutes in, you're like, Oh, we're finally starting to vibe. We're having a great time with this conversation. And then by the eighth minute, you're cut off because it's like, we got to go to ad breaks. Yeah. So that's like, that's what I don't like about radio. It's just like, there's advertisements left and right and everyone's got to make their money. I get it. But yeah, I mean, podcasting is cool. It's cool because we're just three guys hanging out at six in the morning right now. Talking life. Yeah. Talking N- shop. No one's bothering us. It's a beautiful morning. <laughs> Thank you, Lou from Booten for calling in with that message. That was actually, that was a beautiful mailbag. Pretty awesome. And uh, have we been to Dickie D's? Is that the truck? We haven't been to Dickie D's. No, no. Dickie D's. Why do I feel like I, I know? Let me see. I just always hear about Dickie D's, and we should definitely. I've never even we heard should of have it. gone because that place is legendary. What in the world? We'll have to stop by. That's but that's a really good story. And shout out to Bootin, by the way. Heck yeah. Um. So other than that, Jimmy was in California, living his life for two weeks. You had your Kramer moment. You could watch. Did you watch? You know, of course. You remember? Yeah, that? I know exactly what you're talking about. Kramer. You just asked the, him if he watched it. If he watched I, Seinfeld, you are crazy. My brain froze for a second. You I guys forgot are the ones Jimmy. always talking yeah, we about, talk about Seinfeld. It all the time. I don't know why, but yeah, Kramer wins that rollerblade in California. That was Jimmy's moment. Yep. Did you get you get accused of any murders? I did not. That would have been inter- interesting. You almost got murdered, though. Can I, you share that story? Yeah, yeah. So, um, me and my two friends who I was out there with, we were hiking on this trail. It wasn't even that far off the road. It, there was this cool old um, metal bridge, and there was a like rail trail that goes up to it. So we walked over to it, and whatever. We hear like we think there's kids like playing in the background or something. We hear like screams, but it wasn't like a I'm dying scream. Um, you and heard then, screams. It was just like someone yelling. Okay. But it sounded like kids yelling. You know, like when kids are like playing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we start like walking back and then all of a sudden this person who is like very visibly not okay on drugs like appears. Um, and Older, younger? Uh, 30s maybe. Okay. Um, and then starts yelling, do you have water? And my friend goes, yeah, we can get you water. And then again... I need water. And we're like, oh, okay, like give us a second here. We got to go to our truck and get some water for you. And then out of nowhere, forget my name. Give me all your money. Oh my goodness. Did just saying that to you? Yeah. And what did the, was this man, woman, woman, child. So this lady but comes like, out of the woods and completely starts completely like 
insane, like and all she, disheveled. So she came out of the woods. Yeah. And is trying to hold you guys up for some, for some money or for, what's, that's what I'm so, wait, did she have any weapon on her? She had a bag. I don't know what was in it, but it was just like, wow. it, it was a very, very bizarre experience. So we just kind <laughs> of, you know, remember that visit California commercial where they show all the things around the state, like paragliding yeah. and the Jonas brothers and all this cool <laughs> stuff. Imagine you made a visit California ad where it cuts to like a, a, a crazy lady coming out of the woods and like, holding you up for money. Honestly, yeah, that's, crazy that's, stuff. that's a California. Guy, a guy in San Francisco pooping on the street. Uh, but we're like, we're like well, after, so we ended up throwing water at her, went back to our truck, threw water at her. Threw water at her. Yeah. She, it, I, I don't know if she made it. <laughs> like a wild animal, you just tossed a bottle at her. Anyway, she, was she like, just went running or like, did she follow you guys? Uh, There's a lot that happened, but. Oh, well, well, I want to hear that part. That's the part that, that listeners want to hear too. Are you allowed to say it or no? I, I, I don't know if she he, made it, to be honest with you. What do you mean she made it? What I died? That? Yeah. She died? Jimmy, what are you saying right now? <laughs> what? She started, like, violently, like, throwing up and, like. Oh, my whoa, gosh. Really? Yeah. Like, oh, it, I thought you were, like. I, I thought you, like. Oh, meant, like, my did, God. I thought you meant, like, she went into the woods and you guys were just, like, I don't know. No, so. Did you guys help her? <laughs> a call. A, They're, like, yeah, we're leaving. Wait, See you, you later. Did you call the police? A, a call was made. Okay. Nice. A, a but, call was made. Um. <laughs> But it was just like the most bizarre experience of my life because it was like, first you're asking us to like help you and give you water. And then like you just turn like that and like are telling us to give you all. Everyone's the, so many crackheads was, dude out there. It's just, wow, it's crazy. a bad place. But it, also, it was like a hundred degrees out. Like this lady obviously wasn't doing well. Jeez. But well, I'm happy you're alive. Weird. I'm happy you're back home safe. No issues. Yeah. <laughs> you look a little disheveled over there. Uh, Hopefully, uh, Jimmy, we might have to get him a therapist or someone to talk to. I don't know. You're one of the few guys I know that can spend two weeks in California (laughs) in this, in the 110 degree heat and come back with just a slight little bit of color on your face. Yeah. Did you, were you putting like 80 80 sunscreen on every day? Um, no, I did not. But what's crazy. I looked at myself in the mirror today and I'm like, well, I'm pretty tan. (laughs) You're you're so happy. Remind me. This is like the darkest I've been in so long. Sunshine today. It's beautiful. You're Irish. I'm like a bunch of different stuff, but yeah, I think I have some Irish in me. Yeah, that makes sense. You're like tan for like an Irish person. Person, I'm, it's like me as a Polish person. When I, I get tan, it's like yeah, I'm like slightly tan. So, to my understanding, I'm Polish, but it was before Poland was Poland. So, oh yeah, well, so Eastern Bloc, the Eastern End. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, hey, why don't we get into the actual mailbag and before we get into the news because we got a. Uh, oh, we have another mailbag. Yeah, I wanted to do Let's an actual. I wanted to do an actual mailbag because this one was a good question. I think it, it'll prompt some conversation before we dive into the news. So, if you want to call in, you don't have to click it again. The number is nine zero eight. I just want to read it. I feel like I haven't read it in a while. I know. I like. I like reading it. Nine zero eight sixty seven ninety nine ninety nine three. Call in. Leave a message. What's going on, guys? This is Nick from Somerset County. I uh, got a question for everybody on the pod. I would love to know if you had to pick your last meal um, of your life and it had to be from New Jersey. I want to know for each of you what that meal is and what restaurant in New Jersey uh, it would be at. Very curious. Um, keep up the good work, guys. Take care. Like how he's like very serious. <laughs> it's a, no, that's a really good, it's a good question. Cause at surface level, I'm like, uh, and then I was thinking it'll actually tell the listeners a lot about us. Uh, yeah. Like okay. with the spots we like to oh. go to. Yeah, definitely. It's the last meal of your life. He's asking. Yeah. I'm going to cheat on this one. Cause I'm going to do dinner and dessert. That's fine. That's part of the meal. 
I guess you're right. Yeah, you're like two different places. Balls. Yeah, two different places. Okay. Um, I gotta think about dinner a little bit more, but I think at baseline, well, hold on. If it was gonna be like pizza, which is which, I don't think I'd want my last meal to be pizza. No shot. Yeah, that's actually that's way more complicated. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a Taylor ham, egg and cheese with home fries on it, um, on a roll from Clarkway Diamond. That's oh, wow. just my go-to. It's such a perfect Taylor ham, egg and cheese. Might get a side of cheese fries mm. and a and a Pepsi, and that sounds like the perfect meal to go out to. That's that sign makes, me up. So White Diamond, you're gonna smell like death before you even die. I'm, I'm gonna die. Who cares what I smell like? You it's, walk in that it's place. Glorious. <laughs> That's the best Taylor ham, egg, and cheese the I've s- ever had. The smell of oil from White Diamond lingers on <sighs> you for weeks after you leave. Yeah, bro. When you're you're at the foot of my casket, you're gonna be smelling some White Diamond. That's a really safe response. I feel like that's a safe answer, a very uh, on-brand answer. What's for a the dangerous answer? Answer if that's well, safe. like a Taylor Ham, Egg and Cheese is like to be expected from a Jersey. Podcast. I mean, it's so perfect. I think I'd go. Man, that's really hard. Jimmy, do you know? So it has to be from a restaurant. I'm assuming it can't be like oh my mom's thing. Okay, I mean, so, it could be your mom. No, if that's what you want. No, I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll go with. Um, I'm gonna just go with with pizza. I mean, wow. I'm from trying, where? I'm trying to think of like an actual meal. I'd probably do a pie. From a pie of uh, one of those sausage pies, okay. Um, and this is not my favorite pizza spot in the state. Actually, no, no, no. no. I think what I would do is the old world pie mm. from uh, Sun Tavern in Roselle. Yeah, Love Roselle. That. That's a good one with the okay. vodka sauce yeah, on top with the wings on the side. I had that last night. Okay, fire. So that's mm. if you don't if you like specialty pies, that's probably the best pie in the oh, state. So good. The old, uh, it's the old world that comes with the vodka sauce. Yeah, you have to ask for the vodka sauce. And on the top. wings, the wings there are like sweet. There's something about them that's like del- so it's, it's a just, perfect oof. little mix. And then for dessert, I'd take a drive to Newark and I'd go to Nostos and get me some tiramisu, the best tiramisu I've ever had in my life. Mm. And uh, and I'd call it a day. That'd be a, a great, well-rounded little day. Now I know there's like good restaurants in this state. You can go get like actual. I'm trying to think of. I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but that would be that'd be a pretty solid. Yeah, Goodbye. I would have to think more into it. This is kind of put us on the spot, but like that Taylor Hamming and Jesus is the first thing that comes to mind for me. I think that I would do in the same vein of as you guys, not like a super fancy meal. And I think I'm saying this only because I haven't been there in a long time and I've been craving it for the past Uh-oh. two weeks when I was in California. Turf and Surf Burger and Warren. <gasps> wow. You haven't been there in years. I know. It's six years. What probably. burger are you getting? Uh, I think I used to do like the bacon cheddar inside out burger. Yo. From where? That's dangerous. Turf and Surf Burger? Oh, that's the name of the yeah. place, Turf and Surf? Mm-hmm. More. So I haven't had that in many years it's either. Is that good? Oh, it's so good. Because all like the cheese and s- stuff was inside no, I, the I, burger. It's just like. Mm. So you're saying that's the best burger in the state then? Probably. Wow. Jeez. Very bold statement. Um, is it the best burger? Who knows? To Jimmy Parks, it might be. Exactly. My uh, last it's a, it's meal. a great burger. We have to go back. It's I know. been so long. That's a great spot. I forgot about that. Let's go today. Before we get into the news, we want to let you know about our office. A few weeks ago, we officially moved into the Vintage City offices in Elizabeth, New Jersey. And this is our new studio space. And it has been absolutely amazing. If you haven't seen, go on our Instagram, check out the space. We have a neon sign and this amazing wall behind us. And it just feels good. It feels good, right, guys? Awesome. It feels amazing. So if you want to learn more about where we're working from, you can go to vintagecityoffices.com slash state. That's vintagecityoffices.com slash garden state. Maybe you have a small business, you do construction or real estate or whatever, and you're looking for your own office space. There's plenty of offices here that you could work out of, and we'd highly recommend it. They've been very good to us here. And yeah, we just want to let you know about it. It's the best. 
It's the, the best. best. It's the best. It's the best. I just want to throw that in there. Love it. <laughs> Boys, now let's get into the news. How about we just get into it? New Jersey police are on the hunt for a woman who threw a ski ball at a child. What's going on in these arcades in Jersey, bro? Well, ski ball is a frustrating game all around. I mean, I've never done well at ski ball, and I could understand why you'd want to end up throwing one of those balls at somebody because it's it's just I've never gotten the ski ball in the top slot. It was always my favorite game. Yeah, it's, it was a fun it's game. It's a great game, but I've never gotten like the the top one. Have you ever gotten it in there? Yeah. I've gotten there a few times. Maybe once in my life. I think that's part of your problem with coming from a big family. You got a whole line of kids who want to play ski ball. Yeah. And I, I just think this time. story goes deeper than ski ball, guys. Yeah, maybe it's I not. think something went on behind the scenes that we don't know about. When I was a kid, my dad found us a ski ball machine at a yard sale. Oh, that's awesome. Is so it, you had one wait, at home? Is it, it, was it full size or one of those mini I, ones? I was little. I, I really don't remember it much. And I think, you know, you know, moms are. They're like, oh, we don't need this. Let's get rid of it. <laughs> but it was in our basement for a while. We'd play ski ball. It was really oh, awesome. Oh, that's awesome. But that's a dream. Yeah, what I, happened to I, it? You guys threw it out? I must have been thrown out. Oh, my gosh. You know. That's a relic. Really cool. All right. So let's get into this story. This is out of Cape May, New Jersey. Shout out to Cape May. Police are looking to identify a woman who threw a ski ball in a fit of rage, injuring a child. The woman in a white dress became involved in a disagreement at the arcade, according to the Cape May police. In a surveillance video clip, Released by police, the woman is shown at a skee-ball game with a child. She takes a ball and makes a hard underhand toss to the left of the machine. She continues to show the game to the child when a young woman hands the small softball-sized ball back and points out that she hit someone. So I guess she threw it to the left. (laughs) I don't know. The video is kind of weird. She threw it to the left, and she kept going like she didn't realize she hit somebody. Um, The woman shrugs her shoulders and continues playing. A man begins talking to the woman who walks away from the machine with the children as the man cups his hands to his mouth and says something. Police did not disclose the name of the arcade, the date of the incident, or the extent of the child's injury. So they're looking for this lady. Could could she have just been just like a terrible, like, just throw? <laughs> like, she just completely missed. Maybe she was just so excited. and Maybe this is com- taken the wrong way completely. Well, do you want to see the video? I saw the video. It's kind of hard to tell, but like... Was she aiming at someone? That's the question. Was there someone there that was she, like someone chirping her or something? It's a very interesting video. If you guys haven't seen this, search it on Google. It's everywhere. It's a tricky video to follow. Yeah, I'm trying to watch it again right now. The issue with these articles online is they always hyperlink to Facebook. It's like just download the video and put it in your article for goodness sakes. But it's it's really hard to tell what's going on. I mean... I don't think this lady was... Is that a photo of the guy talking to her below that? Yeah. Oh, so what? He probably got into the mix. He's like, why are you throwing this? He's like, what's up? You threw a skee ball on my kid. Why are we throwing skee balls? Yeah, I think... Maybe she's just very unathletic and she just doesn't know how to throw a ball. Or maybe she actually just wanted to hurt a child. (laughs) It could have gone either way. She's playing with her kid, though, which is why it's kind of weird. It'd be weird to be playing skee ball with your kid. Yeah. And then try to hurt another kid for what reason? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. She totally just is terrible at ski ball. Watching it again. Might be trash. No, she, she, <laughs> she was just terrible at ski ball. She threw it and missed the way they said she threw it left made it sound like she was throwing it. Like, like if I was looking at you throwing it directly to my left, she threw it at the machine and missed left of the machine. And there were people behind the machine. She hit a kid. We'll never know. 
We'll so, never know until this is actually brought up and they actually catch her. Like, are they looking for her? Well, they say <laughs> is this like an active yes, hunt. They're looking. This is kind of this is kind of dramatic. I'm not going to lie. This is so dramatic. Um, so the Cape May Police Department detectives are looking for your advice. Uh, your yeah, they're looking for you to uh, contact them. It's six zero nine eight eight four nine five zero seven. It's kind of ridiculous. If you've been to an arcade and you've seen ski balls just flying all over the place, this lady might have been there. So that's crazy. I mean, I to me seems a little dramatic, but maybe she was not polite about it when they came and confronted her. We need her. an eyewitness who was on the scene to know if there was an actual uh, confrontation. If there was someone chirping her, was she angry? Was she upset? Was she was she just shaken up? Like what actually went down in this arcade? Because the video is just no audio, so it's very tricky. I'd like a skee ball technician to, grow, to call in. I would. Wow, that's kind of um, that's a hard find. Like I, I think it might be very rare that a skee ball technician might be listening <laughs> to this podcast. Well, I so, would love that though. So, do you guys know that sea? I said sea balls. Ski, ski balls <laughs> are a blend of wood and sawdust. No. So it makes them less than half a pound, but they're kind of heavy. Huh. So wait, say, is they, the, they feel pretty heavy. Is the inside filled with sawdust? I think it's compressed sawdust and wood. Oh. And it's 3.25 inches in diameter. So pretty it's interesting. basically particle board in well, essence. I guess, kind <laughs> Listen, of, yeah. But hearing that, it makes it, doesn't, it makes it sound like it's not that like heavy, but like getting hit in the head oh. by a skee ball must suck. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff Why is pretty we, heavy. We should do an experiment where I throw one at your head. Just we to should see. get a skee ball machine in this new studio. <laughs> Oh, that's We I won't like have it. any space for anything, but who cares? Because it's a ski ball. Yeah. I think there's room behind <laughs> I don't me. I think over there's here. any room. The length in this room is not big enough. Uh, for we a ski can ball. make it work. Well, we'll have to see. I mean, I doubt anything comes of this. Was story. this in, um, you said this was in Cape May or this is like Wildwood? This is Cape May. Where's, where arcade in Cape May is this? Are you aware of this spot? Yeah, on the boardwalk. There's a there's a small, short boardwalk in Cape May. Have you ever seen the convention center in Cape May? I've actually never been to the Cape May boardwalk. Well, Me neither. So Cape May, if you go to the beach, there's a long stretch of concrete that is technically a boardwalk. It's not like Wildwood where there's no boards. Yeah, so just some shops and stuff. It might actually be made out of wood. I For some reason, I envision in my mind for it to be concrete, but maybe just the edge of it's concrete. I don't know. But yeah, so there's a Cape May convention hall, which is huge, and they do conventions down there. And then there's there's a few small arcades on the boardwalk. So, actually, the dude Very from nice. the dude from Top Gun, um, and, Tom Cruise. No, no, no. Top Gun and and the drum the drumming movie. What's that movie called? Drumline. No, <laughs> the drumming. He's a he's a jazz drummer. Oh, um, Head, Whiplash. Whiplash. What's that actor's name? The the teacher. No, the the guy that's in Top Gun and that the young Miles guy. Teller. Miles Teller. Yeah, Miles Teller grew up going to K May, and I read an article where he talks about spending a lot of time in his childhood in these arcades. Really? Yeah. Wow. His mom was like, the parents were in real estate and they lived in Cape May for a bit. Today I learned. The more you know. The more you know. And he was there last summer while I was there at the Ugly Mug. So, okay. Let's move on to the next story. We get it. You're friends with Miles Teller. (laughs) (laughs) We hung out. How many more clues do you have to drop? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. This next one is going to be a shock to the boys. This This is very unexpected. Another dead whale has washed up in Long Branch, New Jersey this week. A dead whale washed ashore on Takanasi Beach Saturday evening, sparking concerns and interest from onlookers and forcing police to block off portions of the area. So for the listeners at home, if you're living under a rock, we've gone through the last year where whales have mysteriously been washing up on the shore. And I mean, maybe it's not mysterious to some. It's caused a contentious debate between two groups, one group of environmentalists that say climate change is pushing whales into shipping lanes for boats that are coming. And there are 
more uh, ships going through these areas than there used to be. And then the other side says it's, which I guess is also semi-environmentalists are saying that it's due to wind turbines being built off the coast of New Jersey. They're doing all this testing um, underwater. Just, I guess it's kind of like core sampling, you know, the yeah. earth. I might get that wrong, but there's they're sonar testing underwater and they believe it's messing with uh, the whales and that's why they're dying. So this has caused a massive debate in the state of New Jersey. We become like, I, uh, Josh sent me this article and I was just like, I feel like there's been so many whale deaths that's becoming so normal yeah. that like people are starting to stop. Like, the people are not reporting on these things anymore just because it's becoming so normal. And that's what's so weird about this whole entire debate. Yeah. And, and here's what the article says. And I have a really interesting thing I want to bring up at the end of this. Um, yeah, well, I'll get to it. So it says in the article, when a recently dead whale washes ashore, experts look for wounds, lesions, and injuries. Experts with the Marine Mammal Stranding Center of Brigantine and the Atlantic Marine Conservation Society plan to perform a necropsy and collect tissue samples, Stranding Center staff said on Facebook. So when these whales die, they got to obviously try to figure out the cause of death. Um, some of these whales have had cuts on them from hitting, being hit by boats, which is I think always been a thing that happens to, to wildlife in the sea yeah. is they get hit by the propeller of a, a large vessel or by the vessel, I guess itself. And it, it injures them and they, they, they die. Um, whale deaths have been increasing in recent months with at least 11 previous cases documented off New Jersey since December 1, 2022, at least 12 dolphins also died along New Jersey shores. The most recent incident occurred when a deceased humpback whale was found floating in the Raritan Bay on May 31st. The 28 foot long female appeared to have died from blunt and sharp force trauma consistent with a vessel strike. So that's one of the, the situations where the whale had um, an injury on it, which is what a lot of these scientists are saying. That's the one side of the argument, but then there's whales that don't have the, the markings on them and they're wondering how did this one you know, possibly wash up? So it's obviously very, very uh, divisive. Um, so this brings us to the wind, the wind energy offshore. It says some opponents to the offshore wind farms blamed the, act, the activities of the survey boats, such as sounding the ocean floor as the source of injuries to the whales. Federal and state authorities, such as NOAA, uh, Governor Murphy, and the State Department of Environmental Protection, however, have said that there is no link between wind farm activities and whale deaths. And we can trust them because, you know, the government has long-standing history of not lying to people for financial gain. No, sorry, I'm not going to say that. We can keep moving. You can probably figure out, I'm not, you can leave that in, I'm joking, but uh, you can probably figure out how I feel about the situation. Because here, here's the thing is, I... I'm very skeptical. How do we know the whales aren't doing this to themselves? Whale wars. Whale wars? Whale wars. What if they're just killing each other? Maybe. Maybe it's gang Has gang that violence. been considered? Whale. How about shark attacks? Have sharks attacked the whales in the recent months? <laughs> no, well. They we'll would, never know. Well, they, they would know if it was, a, if it was um, you know, like a shark attacking a whale because it would have, it'd be ripped apart probably because that's the only way a shark could kill a whale. But the the... What it really comes down to is, does the sonar testing have anything to do with these deaths? And there's a lot of, the reason I'm skeptical, and I think as a citizen of the state of New Jersey, you should naturally be skeptical, is because there's a lot of money being thrown around to build on, on these offshore wind projects. And I think that the, at least Governor Murphy's office has a vested interest in these turbines going up because it is, I think, a legacy project for him. 
And here's where I, the part that I think is going to be really interesting is now actual journalists beyond the state of New Jersey are getting involved in the conversation. There's one guy, Michael Schellenberger. He actually ran for governor of California. Um, I think in the, the when they had that referendum on Gavin Newsom, he, he, he was running. And uh, he's making a documentary currently. Really? Yeah, he's making a documentary nice. on this. And he's this is not like some small one-off guy. Like this guy's a really, he's been on Joe Rogan, I think. Like he's a, That's he's awesome. a popular personality. It'll be, it'll probably be a Netflix documentary. Um, or it'll be, you know, we'll see where it ends up. But he's making a documentary and he's claiming that the government is not being honest about their research of investigating these deaths. I watched an, an interview with him last night in preparation for the story. And uh, one of the example the examples that he gives is the, the first one is the sonar um, tracking. He says that there, there are claims of the sonar tracking being, um, I, I don't know if it's decibels that you measure sonar in. I, I doubt it's decibels, but the, the levels at which they're testing are much higher than they're claiming. And he, he actually wow. went out to the sea with his crew and put the machine, the, uh, the, the instrument in the ocean to test the levels. And you can hear cool. it. it's very, very loud. It's pretty interesting. But the other point he makes that I think is even more compelling is he says he specifically um, believes that NOAA, which is the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, is not being honest and uh, members of Congress shouldn't trust them. He's saying um, he's bringing evidence before Congress and not to NOAA because he believes members of Congress need to be looking into NOAA and what they're doing. And the main point he makes is that last year, um, a senior scientist at NOAA sent a letter regarding the potential extinction of whales along the Northeast due to this project. And he said that the letter was um, completely ignored by NOAA uh, and there was no explanation as to why. And I actually have the letter. I found it online. You can, for the time being, it's available online. You can look it up. I I doubt that this letter will be available for long, but you can look up North uh, Atlantic whales, NOAA letter. I'm going to find there's one snippet in this that was really interesting. He said the development of offshore wind poses risks to these species, which is magnified in the southern New England waters due to species, sorry, one second, species abundance and distribution. These risks occur at varying stages, including construction and development and include increased noise, vessel traffic, um, habitat modifications, water withdrawals associated with certain substations and uh, I'm sorry, and resultant impingent entertainment of zooplankton. So that's just a snippet of a, of a four page long letter that he wrote. Well, actually it's three pages with and fourth page of citation, but he, his point is he believes that this could cause the extin- the extinction of whales. Now well, I'm I, being, haven't, I haven't heard about this letter. I'm, that's crazy. Well, that's why the documentary will be really interesting. I'm clearly biased because to me, from a common sense perspective, I look at it and I go, it just seems kind of crazy to build things in the ocean. Um, so that's my, I admit my bias. I'm not going to act like I'm a total neutral on this. I think naturally I'm skeptical, but the, I'm interested to see the documentary because who would have thought that a lead biologist at NOAA is coming out and kind of sounding the alarm. When was this letter? This was uh, May of 2022. This was oh, okay. in the heart of all this. Yeah. He was writing this. And so the reason I'm skeptical is because again, this is a massive finance, like massive financial project. Yeah. Like very, very large. And I think, Again, there's just when e- when money gets involved and ego gets involved for political leaders to to have these these big projects happen. I just think that you have to be there has to be such a level of uh, what's the word um, accountability, I guess, mm-hmm. on people. And 
we'll see what the documentary says. Maybe, maybe it comes out with some information and some bombshells. Maybe it's, it's nothing, but I, f- I found that to be really interesting. Did he I say was, when it's going to be coming out or when he plans on finishing it? Cause it should be like um, soon. So it doesn't become irrelevant. But how could be, how could it be irrelevant if whales keep on washing up? So I guess well, it's fine. I mean, I think these are, these are long-term projects, these, these wind turbines, but no, it doesn't say, um, but yeah, he, he says he's making a documentary on it. I saw an interview. He filmed an interview. Let me see. Let me pull this up really quick. This interview was, I think last week on the topic, two days ago on the Hill. So yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't say when it'll come out, but I'm interested to see now that this is becoming a national conversation rather than just a, you know, a regional Northeast conversation between New Jersey, you know, Connecticut, Long Island, and like these Northeast States Mm -hmm. to see a documentary come out that could potentially be national or even global. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens. I'm pumped for that, man. That's gonna be awesome. But maybe, maybe I'm so interested to just see like what his findings are and like, um, what comes from it. Yeah. But you know, I, I, I will say on the flip side, there are more ships traveling in these areas. So there could be merit to the fact that whales are going into shipping lanes We'll just have to see what happens. We're not experts. That's why I think it's to hear a letter from an expert, you know, and then from our experience of reaching out to all these people and they all don't want to talk to us in spite of, I don't know. I just, maybe I'm, I've got a tinfoil cap on and I, there definitely is some of that in this. I think there is some conspiracy on, from my perspective going on, but it could just be everybody's totally, you know, totally solid and, and I'm just being a conspiracy theorist. I know. I think it has something to do with the wind farms, definitely, and that's why everyone is so uh, uptight about it. Uh, that's what's. That's why I'm just curious because like everyone's so uptight about this whole entire thing. So like, there's got to be there's something weird going on, and that's oh. why like we don't go too far into it because we don't want to go down that lane. But like, come on, there's something weird. I don't happening know, but here. then that's when I get insecure because I'm not. I'm not. I haven't devoted my life to research. You know, this article saying that our. See, this is the issue with. <laughs> You read an article and they're, they're citing certain biologists, but why aren't they citing this guy? You know, why aren't they citing a lead biologist for Noah? They're they're citing the other one. So it's like, that's where, that's where the, my brain has been broken with media and news and everything in the last like three years, I feel like is, I don't know who you're supposed to trust and everybody has an agenda. Everyone whether is. you're work, a professor at Rutgers University or whether you work for the Asbury Park Press, shout out to Asbury Park Press, or whether you work for the Garden State, like we have an agenda, you know? So it's like, if everyone has an agenda and I don't know what our agenda is, I think it's just to be, to be funny and build a podcast, but like everybody has a vantage point. Everybody has a bias and naturally that leads to people drawing their own conclusions. So I just want to say, uh, you saw that video we got on Instagram, right? No, which the one? guy saying we should be burned alive. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, I don't want to go into it, but I just want to say like people really don't like. There's some people on the internet who get pissed about the Garden State and like what we're doing, and we're just like you know we're just reading articles, sharing our opinions. But some guy was just like, "You guys are like white Nazis, and you should yeah, be he, burned alive." We're like, he, what? he didn't <laughs> say like you just made it sound kind of cute the way he said like, you should be burned. He was like, he still called us fascists that are he said like all this stuff about us. I'm like, none of this is even true, but it was amazing. And then he said, we, he said, we're like, we're, I think he said we're spreading hate. And then he promptly went on to say that we should be burned at the stake, which is like, I mean, I don't know. That sounds kind of hateful. My guy, but (laughs) I I told Josh, I was like, we're going to see this guy in some headline coming up. He looks like fits the, fits the, the, fits the profile. Probably. So let's move on to the next story here. This is regarding voting at specifically at school board meetings. 
Um, a portion of New Jersey residents are proposing lowering the voting age to 16 for school board meetings. Okay. Tell me more. When I was 16, I didn't care one thing about school, uh, but I bet there are 16 year olds who really want to, you know, try to change the, the way their school's running. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah. It says a movement is growing in the garden state that would permit 16 year olds to vote in local school board elections. Organizers of the vote 16 NJ initiative claim not only will lowering the voting age benefit the civic well-being of the state of New Jersey, but it will tremendously increase the state's crippling vote turnout. Uh, a change.org petition was first posted on April in April 2022, since the movement has been slowly growing. Uh, it has the support of Westfield Councilman David Contract, who supports giving kids a greater voice in the governing of the schools they are attending. Supporters of the Vote 16NJ say giving 16-year-olds the right to vote in school elections would be the perfect uh, complement to those classes. The group also touts data that shows voting in just one election makes a person 25% more likely to vote in the next election. Essentially, they say you are creating a whole new generation of voters who are engaged in the process from a very early age. The, the road to lowering the voting age has been a long one since launching their petition more than a year ago. The group has been struggling to get recognition. The issue has drawn the attention of New Jersey Assembly, Assemblyman Raj Mercari, who says he is drafting a bill to lower the voting age. So under Mercari's pending legislation, municipalities uh, can lower the voting age. So I mean, like I'm kind of split on this. I don't know how to feel, honestly. Really? Part of me is like, give the kids a voice. Cool. Let them vote and stuff. But the other part of me is just like where I stood in school. was like, I don't care. I just want to be a kid who goes to school. I want to be a kid. I don't want to be an adult yet. I'm going to wait till 18. I think this is the most stupid idea we've talked about on the podcast in forever. That's why, bro. When I was like, all right, I'm going to be a kid until I'm 18. When I'm 18, I'm an adult. That's when I'm going to start voting. Until then, I'm a kid. I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm not going to worry about politics within the school district. That's what the adults are for. Dude, we're living in a time where teenagers have more issues with mental illness. And I'm not saying mental illness should prohibit <laughs> Don't let someone. The mental ill. No, I'm not vote. saying it should prohibit you from voting, but th- we have different issues facing this generation than their ability to vote. I mean, if anything, we should be raising the voting age because we're realizing people's prefrontal cortex isn't developed, at least for men until you're 25. So it's like you have all these immature people that, that don't have a, a clear view of the world making major decisions. I mean, I also, think, I think it's like what less than one percent of kids in the school district who actually would probably vote who care. Most kids are there just to go and do school because they have to be there. I think that they should make like school systems should make um, certain issues available for kids to vote on. Like maybe it's it's stuff involving, um, hey, should we paint a new mural in the hallway? That kind of stuff. Let ki- let minors vote on that sort of thing. But whether it's you know distribution of funds, that's what I don't think it's yeah, I don't I think it's appropriate. I think it should just be make a make a section where voting is interesting and you could use an issue that's that's fun that kids are like, hey, I'm gonna show up and vote. Who's, like, is there a certain district trying to do this or is like well, the they, state in full? Well, they said a t- uh, they said people from Westfield are trying to make it happen. So Union County, you <laughs> yeah, because they're probably not getting the votes they want. So they're Ex- like, let's get the kids Ex- to vote well, because then we're gonna get what we want. You that's know? the uh, that's where you, you start going down the funnel, the tinfoil <laughs> oh, funnel. Yeah, but, I think I think Raj is from Hudson County. I'm pretty sure. So maybe and he is trying to take it to like a state level. It's very interesting. I think they're um, like, oh, the parents, man, we can't get the parents to change their minds. Now let's get the kids I, who we can mold in the classroom I to think, vote on what we want. I think it might be popular like the first year, but I think slowly it would kind of fade out. 
With what? Kids like wanting to vote? Yeah. Like it's a new cool thing. And then you, you don't just think kind they of push it? it. You don't think they like really push it and be like, wow, you guys can vote now. Like everyone get ready. Voting is coming up. I'm going to say the thing that nobody's going to say out loud. We're living in a time where teachers have come under fire. Parents, uh, you know, this has become a national topic. I think within the conversation in, in American life is, you know, how much freedom should teachers have when they're talking to kids? There's all these hot topic buzz issues that keep coming up, whether it's like the gender thing or, or whatever. And I think if you're going to have, um, you know, if you, were, if you were to say 16 year olds, would they be more likely to agree with teachers or their parents? I think you're going to have a lot of 16 year olds that would, that would probably side with the school boards, uh, or their teachers and think that their parents are out of touch and idiots. So if you're, I, I know this, this is like, I'm drawing conclusions that aren't in the article, but I think that to me, it sounds like, um, an easy way for school boards to get votes that are going to align with their propositions rather than, you know, these, these parents that are showing up at, cause we've had an outpouring of parents showing up to school board meetings out of nowhere. And I don't know, I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's part of it. Maybe not. Maybe that's just me. You know, that's just a possible thing. But I think if you're 16, they, they should find a way for them to engage in that civic duty of voting without it being, you know, budget related. I think smaller things like, it's, Hey, you know, should, should you have a, um, Hey, we're going to vote this week on, should you be able to have, uh, what's that thing that senior night where you go out and you celebrate project graduation, project graduation. Like, should we have a, where should project graduation be this year? We're going to have a vote. Make sure you make it out to the, I the think school it, board I think meeting. it's a cop out when they're like, when they said, uh, this is a perfect completion to those classes where they're learning how to vote to actually let them vote. That's such a weak cop out. I think. <laughs> well, there's so, so why can't, why can't a school like, let's say Westfield high school. Cause we talk, we're talking about Westfield. Why can't Westfield have an internal voting process that, that encourages kids to vote? You know, why does it even have to go to the school board? Like I'm giving dumb examples, but I'm sure there's I mean, like, a, let the kids be kids. I'm pretty sure let the when, kids be kids. I'm pretty sure when I was in elementary school, we had like a voting day when we actually used like the real voting machines and voted for something. They taught That's us so how to cool. do it. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't have, we weren't doing actual voting, but like they taught us how to do it. Like we didn't need an actual election to do it. So it might've actually been for like our like class election. Oh, for like student body. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You're yeah. right. We actually did do that. I think, uh, you know, the, the reality is 18 is the legal age in our society where you become an adult. There are situations in which 16 technically could be looked at certain ways. Well, that's I, why their argument is, oh, kids drive at 16. Why can't we have them vote at 16? Yeah, but you, you're, you're, you're not um, able to join the military when you're 16. Yeah. I mean, 17, I think you can do it with the, with the guardian signature. Um, you can't drink alcohol till you're 21. So why don't we raise it to 21? You know, you could, you could make a bunch of different arguments, but generally we agree 18 is the age in which you're an adult in our society. I'm, I'm just saying, man, let the kids be kids until 18. Have, let them have fun. I think, Let's not throw them into politics. I think the heart is right, though. I like the idea of getting more people in, engaged in voting. I think, uh, Well, you that's know, why they have their classes, to learn how to do it. Yeah, but people don't vote, and it's crazy because every election cycle, you see all this money pumped into getting people to okay. vote, and it's like a well, third of Americans so vote in the presidential election. Okay, so on the flip, based yeah. off what you're saying now, do you think this is a better way to get people? I think that's what the article is saying. If they get, if they start voting at 16, will that get them more interested to vote when they're eight, like when they're older, like no, in actual no, like presidential elections? I don't think stuff? I don't think the means justify the end. You don't change the 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 way the law works in order to achieve some better 
outcome in the future. That doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. What I mean, does that make sense? What I just said, mm-hmm. like you're saying, well, let's adjust the law now so that we could get a good outcome down the line. But that doesn't make, I think you still have to operate the way we're, no, we're that's all. Yeah. That's what the article said. So, yeah. So I, 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 I can see both sides of it. I just don't, I, I, I think, just think I, I just don't think a 16 year old is ready to just make decisions like that. Let them be kids until they're 18. What do you think about what I said before with the parents? That sound like, like a, a stretch with, uh, as far as what regarding the fact that, um, schools have come on, you know, schools have come under fire from these parents that are showing up and mm-hmm. there's all these, you know, there was a conversation in Virginia where they were calling parents domestic terrorists cause they're showing up. To, <laughs> did you hear about that? <laughs> so stupid. So it's like, there is, this, yeah, is like, this they is don't a, want parents to parent anymore. Like if you're going to frame this in the context of what's happening in our culture right now, there is, we have just gone through a year or two of, of parents being really aggressively involved in school board meetings. And I, that's a aggressively, I don't mean like physically, I mean, just like they're, they're being active for sure. An uptick for sure. And I'm wondering if you, if you, if you frame it in that context, is there anything to it? Maybe not. Maybe I'm just drawing conclusions. I'm trying to be fair. I always I mean, try to be, you know, yeah, we're just stating our opinions. All right. So why don't we keep moving on here? Um, I feel like if this actually does happen, it's going to take a very long time. Like it's not going to yeah. be a decision that gets changed overnight. So, all right, moving on to something a little bit more lighthearted. The state of New Jersey has ordered Boston markets to stop operation across the state. I I don't know what you mean by lighthearted. This is heavy. <laughs> this is breaking, bro. They're trying to shut all of them down. You know, as, they're not have paying you been their workers. Boston market. I don't think I've ever been. I've never been. <laughs> really, guys? I always thought Boston Market like sold rotisserie chickens in Shoprite in my brain. Like that's why I always thought of Boston Market. What they sell like fish, right? No, it's a, it's like no. a ch- it's like a chicken spot. They oh, have like really? rotisserie chickens and stuff. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I thought it was always like a seafood place. You're, dude. Maybe that's why I've never been. Gosh, Jimmy is allergic. I used to, to go to Boston Market when I was younger, and I haven't been when I, I haven't been in a long time. So this is, yeah, I mean, this is an interesting one. The New Jersey Department of Labor issued 27 stop work orders to Boston Market locations throughout the state on Monday, August 14th saying the rotisserie chicken franchise owes more than $600,000 in back wages to 314 employees. It's messed so up. These people aren't being paid. Pay up! And the NJDOL shows up and they're like, hey, we're shutting you down. Wait, when, so they, when they order a stop, uh, what is it called? A, a stop work order? Yeah. Does that mean like these Boston markets have to halt immediately? Or like I, how intense is a stop work order? I'd imagine. Because the Boston market down the road still pumping out rotisserie chickens is at it? the moment yeah. which one uh the one on 22 and blue star right you saw you saw it still going i think so maybe i think <laughs> i think this is like a harsh stop i think they got to stop you think they actually stopped i thought yeah. they were open i mean it says boston market has appealed the stop work order uh the new jersey department of labor said aid uh, i'm sorry aside from the 607,000 owed to employees boston market owes 1.2 million in liquid and uh, liquidated damages an administrative fee of uh, 182000 and 549000 in administrative penalties. So they owe a lot of money to a lot of people right now. <laughs> Why aren't they paying up? Are they not making any money? <laughs> uh, they're not paying the money. And it said new, the NJDOL said it will continue to monitor the Boston markets where the stop work order has been issued. So maybe, because it doesn't sound like it was all of them, 27 stop work. I think that's all of them in Jersey. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So the one in Blue Star, let's see. Yeah, type it in right now. Boston Market. Blue Star. Wait, is that Mountainside? <laughs> Blue Star or in Union? No, not you. Is that you? No, that's... um. Boston Market. That's Scotch Plains? 
maps. Let's see where it comes up. I don't know which one you're talking about. That's there's no Boston Market Blue Star, dude. <laughs> dude, that shut down years ago. There used to be one. There's a Boston Market. Um, oh, it must have shut down. I in, thought, in Union. Wait, what the heck is that on 22? Um, hold on. What's in Blue Star? I don't know. Oh my. Oh, that's Wajong. Wait. Oh, there's an Arby's there. I, that there used to be a blue a Boston Market there. Though. <laughs> I kept I got Arby's in Boston Market confused. I think it's the red logo or dude, something. Dude, Arby's literally has the meats, and you're talking about a chicken franchise. <laughs> dude, I, there used to be a Boston Market there. I swear, or something like that in that area. I'm interested to see if any of our listeners ever worked at a Boston Market. Call and leave a mailbag call for us. <laughs> Are they ripping you off? Are they not paying you your money? I'd love to hear an inside take. I want to know why they're not paying their employees or Just, why they owe all these wages. Probably poorly run biz- business and they're probably in debt. But they've been in business forever. Yeah, but things fall apart over time, you know? This is why people. This is why businesses go out of business. Look at like Sears. They were in business Sears, forever. Yeah. yeah, Sears is a big deal. So it's still hard out, to believe. Shout out Kmart. Yeah. All right. It's, it's very sad. <laughs> if you're a Boston Market fan, man, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that these uh, Boston Markets might be shutting down, so... Hopefully they can, you know, pay their workers and come back to business because those are some good rotisserie chickens. If you want a rotisserie chicken, just go to Costco. Go to King's. You know, all these spots got good rotisserie chickens or Costco. Yeah, they, they, they're so cheap. Five bucks. All right. It's actually cheaper than the chicken itself to get a chicken at. Are you dark meat or like white meat guy? Uh, I, I bounce around. Probably white. Jimmy? Ah, uh, dark. Dark all day. Yeah. I need that juice. Nice. <laughs> <Moving on. laughs> Great response, Josh. Nice. Nice. Gabagol. All right. So this next story is dark. Uh, a 71-year-old New Jersey man has confessed to murdering his wife and staging a home invasion. So this guy pretty much uh, killed his wife and then said, oh, we got robbed. Someone killed my wife. Yeah. And just this guy thinks he can get away with it. Yeah. Michael. We've J- seen a story like this before. Michael J. Manis killed his 72-year-old wife judith manis on friday august 10th but he didn't call the police to their home at 110 hamilton avenue until 501 p.m saturday they say claiming he'd only just arrived home manis told the 911 dispatcher that his wife was deceased and that she was possibly beaten hasbrook heights police de- detective nicholas brunetti wrote in a criminal complaint manis also falsely reported that there may have been a robbery at the residence the detective noted it just sounds like this guy was speaking like he, he crafted a statement there was a robbery robbery at the residence <laughs> or maybe that's just the police report they they took his words um then they called the bergen county sheriff bureau of criminal identification to collect evidence in the county medical examiner's office to retrieve the body uh, judith manis was pronounced dead at 5 47 p.m the record show the scene was secured and her husband was brought in for questioning Michael Manis voluntarily admitted to using a pillow to suffocate his wife, Brunetti wrote, in the complaint filed in the Superior Court in Hackensack. Thereafter, she became limp and unresponsive, so he, he smothered her with the pillow, Jeez. basically. Um, Manis admitted during the video recording interview uh, that he ransacked the room, including hiding the victim's jewelry in a basement ceiling. Uh, he also removed other items and tossed them into the trash bin behind the West Ridge Muse condo complex in ha- off Hackensack Ave and Woodridge. I like how he hit her jewelry in the basement ceiling. Like our like investigators are not going to find that. <laughs> and then he goes to Woodridge to throw her stuff into a dumpster. And the, this guy probably does he not realize that the bureau could find all of this out? That you know they could find it out even if he tried lying. 
Yeah, there's got to be some mental illness involved in this situation. Because yeah, especially just, if you're like murdering your wife by smothering her with a pillow. That's just brutal. Like a slow death. It doesn't. That's ma- sad. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I don't get why people do this stuff. And I know you can't get inside the mind of somebody that murdered. You don't know the situation and yada yada yada. Your life is over, and there's no way you're getting away with murdering your spouse. Yeah, like your yeah, life trying is over. to say it was a robbery. Come on. You got to do better than that. You know what soundbite we need to get on the board? What murder? Yeah, that's exactly when you said what murder earlier. I thought about that. Can you remind me to get that? Yep. Because I'm going to forget. But yeah, it's just, there's, it's senseless. It's very sad. Like, why do you want to, like, honestly, why are you going to murder? Just murdering someone in general, your wife or just a random person, just murder is wrong and awful. And like, this whole scene just sounds awful. It's a nightmare. Poor, that poor woman. Why not just get a divorce at that point? Right. Like, do you, like, literally, you have to be mentally ill to think you're going to murder your wife, stage a robbery, and get away with it. Yeah. Really? Like, do you, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, every week, we, we can't get into the mind of these people who are nuts and out of their minds. It's really, uh, It's just frustrating, dude. It's really crazy. Terrible situation. Prayers to that family that are going through this right now and just probably all in shock. I wonder if they have any kids, too. I know. I hope not. Because that just makes it even worse. All right, so let's move on to this next story. Um, another death involving the ocean. A New Jersey woman was killed in Atlantic City after being struck by a boat while swimming. Dude, you're swimming and a boat comes and just strikes you? Yeah. She Awful was, way to go. She was 79 years old, so I'm wondering Whoa. maybe she couldn't get out of the way fast enough or what. But why was she swimming where there was boats? Jimmy, 79-year-olds could swim. But wait, there's boats? But it says she was near a dock. Maybe was it the guy driving his boat too close to the dock or was she swimming too far out? Well, here you go. Listen to this. So a 79 year old South Jersey woman was struck and killed by a boat. as She swam near a floating dock off the coast of Atlantic city over the weekend. Troopers were dispatched to the crash just after 5 PM on Saturday in the intercoastal waterway near the Albany Avenue bridge, according to the Marine service bureau officials and reported by six ABC. Um, a preliminary investigation revealed that a 20-foot Robalo boat struck the victim, Norma Michaels, a vetner who sustained fatal injuries. Mm. According to the report, the boat's operator, 52-year-old Jeffrey Jastrzemski, <laughs> good job, Polish last name, of Atlantic City, remained at the scene. He was not injured. Several patrons uh, at the nearby Wonder Bar reportedly witnessed the crash, claiming the boat operator was driving erratically, according to a report from Breaking AC. One man told the outlet that the boat operator parked. Uh, he tossed items into the water that appeared to be cans or bottles, then ran off of his boat. No way. Yeah. And around the front of the house, he parked behind. So the crash remains under investigation. It is not clear if Jostrzemski will face any charges. He's going to face charges. Oh, yeah, dude. This guy is definitely what, just wasted, just driving his boat like a madman near a dock and then just ran over a woman. Well, here's the thing. See, the the eyewitnesses are going to ruin this for him. Um, I was told recently by a law enforcement person who is just a random law enforcement person I was talking to. (laughs) I I know we know a lot of people. I don't want to make it sound like it's someone. Just a random person that I encountered. And they were talking about, um, you know, instances where people drive under the influence. And if, like, let's say you crash your car while someone's driving drunk, they crash into a telephone pole. If you get out of your car before calling the police, go to your house and leave the car there, and the police come to your house, they cannot try you for driving under the influence. 
because they could, because legally in court, you could say, well, he was in his house. Even if he smells like alcohol and is drunk, he could have crashed his car, went home and just drank a bunch of alcohol. What if someone saw you get out of your car though? That's, that's, that's what I'm saying is, well, that might even, if they can prove that there, there was something there. Or if they could, filmed it. Well, you could, they could prove that you crashed the car, but they can't prove that you were drunk is what I'm saying. Oh, so they could say yeah, you just yeah, crashed yeah. your car and abandoned it, which I don't even know what the crime would be in that situation. So are they, you saying if this happens to somebody to leave the scene? So what I'm saying is, no, I don't, I'm not <laughs> saying you should, you should, if you drive, <laughs> it might, listen, not to be dark. I believe my, my, well, my grandfather died in a car accident. I believe it was a rainy night, but I believe the other person was, was drunk driving. Wow. So like you think about this sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's sick when people, when people drive drunk, it's so stupid. I don't, I don't get it. But in this situation, it says he threw bottles in the water and then he ran around the front of the building. It sounds like he was trying to do a situation where he, he knew he committed a crime. He wanted to flee the scene to possibly protect himself from getting tried for driving under the influence. I mean, like, how do you even like even take the time to run around the building with all that stuff after you just ran over a woman? Uh, or maybe do you think he didn't realize he ran over a woman? You, you gotta realize that you just hit a woman what with murder. your hey, bro. That's how we need a soundbite. I guess at that point, I don't. I, you know, I've never. You know, I've never murdered. You know, someone. <laughs> I don't know what you guys. Wow. But I guess in that moment, say you actually do, and like obviously he wasn't trying to kill someone that day, but he did. I wonder if the, in the moment of shock, you're just like. You know, you're not thinking straight. You're just like, I'm just trying to get out of this as best as I can because I'm already deep enough in trouble. I don't know. Jimmy, what do you think? <laughs> I'm just throwing it right, in Jimmy, you almost went through them. You almost got murdered this weekend. I so know, right? Uh, you, you might have some better insight on this story. Oh, I, for stars, I think Chumbik has murdered someone before. But I agree with you. That's so weird because he has been doing a lot of weird stuff Guys, lately. no, 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 no. Don't, you're not going this direction on the podcast because people are going to start looking. Guys, we have a lot of people listening to this podcast. We're, no, we're not going to make it sound like I killed someone. <laughs> Someone's going to cut clip this. Yeah. Someone's going to clip it and be like, <laughs> to make it say, I killed someone. <laughs> I hate the internet. Go, Jimmy, continue. I killed someone. <laughs> yeah, I killed somebody. <laughs> I, I lost my whole train of thought. That's fine. Do you think, do you think, what, what do you think about the situation? Um, I think it's a lot like these whale deaths getting hit by boats. Shut up. Yeah. You can't, you know, you're just comparing listen. a 79 year old dying by a boat, but to a whale. Yeah. Jimmy, you know, same thing. I got to say, wow. I have so many intrusive thoughts. I think we all do. Everybody has a thought, whether it's a, a joke that you're like, I shouldn't make that joke. Every day I have thoughts that come into my mind. This is a 79 year old woman who is probably someone's grandmother. <laughs> You know, like if it was my mom, I would be so heartbroken. Yeah, we'd be. But I'm going to be a liar if I say that my brain did not immediately right? draw that connection right? to these articles. And there's there's That's a lot horrible. of subject oh, matter. Oh, the there. whale deaths and this woman. Yeah, yeah. it's a shipping boat. lanes. But this guy wasn't in a shipping lane. He was so, just erratically driving. But <laughs> there's just a connection there. <laughs> you guys are awful. No, you guys are dark. There's nothing comical about it. I was. That's that's the point. Look, we're humans, man. We all have thoughts. We all crash our boats into, you know, people no, here and I there. Mean, people make mistakes, right? This guy is, I'm going to say off the rip, he's going to jail. Do you have it? Nice. Been waiting to use that all episode long, baby. Gotta go. All right, listen, our last story of the night, of the night, uh, it's literally six in the morning right now. So <laughs> oh, Josh. So used to saying that. Our last story of the podcast is Maybe the most amazing story we've ever reported on. It's like a superhero story. This story is so absurd 
that it made national news. This is out wow. of the New York Post this time. We're not going local this time. In Sayreville, New Jersey, residents were without power this week after a fish fell from the sky. What? Uh, yeah, the fish are flying these days in <laughs> Wait, Sayreville. What? Okay. A, a seagull, some sort of a bird, uh-huh. was carrying a fish. You sure it wasn't an eagle? No, no, no. They said it, it was seagull? actually a... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get this right. The right kind of... A bald uh, seagull. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Bird of prey. Hawk. I wouldn't consider like, like a seagull. A sea, a I, got, sea I saw some turkey vultures the other day. Yeah, like, what, what is, what is it like? A, what's like a seahawk, Jimmy? It's a, it's a seahawk, right? <laughs> I don't think there's such thing as a seahawk. Is there? I thought it was like the football team. Oh yeah. No, oh, Seahawks. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me. Let me. You ever Google a seahawk? I never Googled a seahawk. Yeah, look it up. It looks like a seahawk. Give me a second here, guys. Yeah, I don't think that's a real bird. Oh, it's a fake bird. So it doesn't say the bird. This is a bird of prey, right? So a, it's just a bird. A bird was carrying a fish that it was about to eat, drops it. The fish slaps into a transformer and knocks out power in Sayerville. I mean, that, that drop, the thing about the timing, this bird is flying. He had to have dropped the fish the perfect time for it to hit like a electrical it's cable. Like a, it's like a dude perfect video. I know, exactly. Like, that would take like a hundred tries to get the perfect shot. And this, this bird just nailed it. A fish dropped out of the sky by its bird captor caused a power outage for a section of homes in a New Jersey town, officials say. There's a large area of lower Sayerville without power uh, and Jersey central power and light is reporting that a fish was found on a transformer. Crazy. The fish destroyed the transformer. The Sayerville police department posted on its Facebook page on Saturday. The incident occurred Saturday, according to the police who speculate that the bird of prey caught a fish and dropped it on a transformer causing damage. Sayerville is located about 30 miles South of New York city on the Raritan Bay and the Raritan river. Uh, the hypothesis is the bird dro- that a bird dropped it. Sayerville police say so we don't even know whoa, that a bird whoa, dropped whoa, 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 whoa. it there's yeah, no say, video footage of a bird it, dropping it's just it. a theory what if a mm, what if it's deeper what if someone actually we have a suspect what if someone brought the fish there and just you know wanted to knock the power out and what are the odds that the fish bounces and lands again I on the train like there's so much that went right in this story i know it's too per- it might it be too perfect flying fish Jimmy, it could have been Jimmy? a flying fish. You know how I am with conspiracy. That's not <laughs> first, that's not open first that the whales and now flying fish. The, the garden state's crazy, dude. So 2,100 Sayreville customers were out of power for less than two hours. And they confirmed it was caused by a fish dropped onto a transformer. <laughs> so the police department posted a lighthearted follow-up post on the matter. Saturday evening it included a suspect sketch of the bird and a crime scene photo. It's too cute. Here's what it says. It's too cute. Today's power outage was a major inconvenience for so many of our residents. Please let us not forget the victim in this senseless death. Gilligan was a hardworking family man. (laughs) He's talking about the fish. The department posted uh, post quipped about the dead fish. He was a father to thousands of children. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Hey, yeah, I think think it's a, that's a up right there. Cops are trying to be too cute. Yeah. I think it's, I think someone dropped off that fish. You got to see the crime scene photo. It's, it's just a dead fish on the ground with a police <laughs> that's, line. Dude, that's a beautiful thumbnail right there. Oh, that's so funny. Honestly, you, you think that fish tasted good? You think it got a good, uh, after getting cooked up right there? I don't know, but they, they did sketch, uh, they did a suspect sketch of like the bird. I don't like the sketch because they never even saw the bird. It was an osprey. 
They said it was an osprey. That's, that's what they sketched, at least. They it could have been to be a an hawk. It could have been like a turkey vulture. Man, this is the perfect crime. It could crime. have been a man. If you wanted to inconvenience people, this is the perfect crime. Slap a fish on top of a transformer. It's genius. Um, but what's really amazing is that it, the fish was still there. And cooked. Jimmy. So I'm reading this Jimmy's article. Like rubbing his head. He looks well, like you're in deep Because thought. I just found out that seahawks are ospreys. Oh. Oh, that's like a nickname for them? Yeah. Commonly known as ospreys. Mm, that's why you thought they didn't exist. They are truly awe-inspiring predators to see in person. So an osprey is not like a seagull. It's a bigger bird, huh? Yeah, ospreys are pretty cool. They mate for life. Um, we have a few of them in the Garden State. Oh, they, Jimmy, we never talked about what you want to talk about in the opening. I know. We should. What happened? You you should have brought it up. I forgot what about it. What was he going to gonna talk about in the opening? Uh, the call last week where the caller called me out oh, saying that there's no mountain lions like in this. New Jersey. Can we make a clip out of this and I'll preface it for our viewers? So last week while Jimmy was away in California, we got a phone call from a listener who said that, uh, not Bobcats, is it? No. So there's Bobcats in New Jersey. Yes. That is a known fact. We're talking about mountain lions. So mountain lions... Three weeks ago, Jimmy said there are not mountain lions in New Jersey. Anybody that says there are, <laughs> there are not, <laughs> are sorely mistaken. They're they're mistaken. They're they're looking at bobcats, and it's a story of a story of people that's drumming up information. Then this guy calls in and goes, "My dad has a Christmas tree farm." Jimmy Parks is wrong, and Jimmy's not here to defend himself, which was unfair on our part. We should have had you here. Yeah. No, it was hilarious. You should have me that. Anyway, he then goes to say, "Well, you can't believe the state um, because they say that there's." No uh, porcupines. porcupines in New Jersey, but there really are. You go on to the Fish and Wildlife website, right there it says that porcupines live in New Jersey. So, Ray, this guy's argument is flawed. Now, I did a lot of talking to a lot of people. And he, you Jimmy, called your people and here's, who, who know Jim, people. Jimmy knows people. That's all I'm going to say. Jimmy, Jimmy knows, knows people. people. I called my people. I called my friend who has lived up by Stoke State Forest her whole life, and I said... Are there mountain lions in New Jersey? Oh. What was the answer? You oh, got? Hold on, hold on. Say that again. Say, say that. Oh, you asked her again. Are there mountain lions in New Jersey? <laughs> and what did she say back? She said, as a child, she could have swore she saw one once, but she does not believe that there is any like permanent population that lives in New Jersey. Okay. So she said, maybe passing through. You might like. Okay, so we do have them. They're passing through, but they don't live here. But they pass through. The only reason why I'm saying this is because I didn't say there's mountain lions, but there is documentation that a moose wandered down to New Jersey in the 80s. (laughs) Wait, what does it have to do with mountain lion? Because it's another random animal that doesn't live (laughs) in New Jersey. So is it possible that one got lost, Jimmy? I love you so much. You're you're true friend. You have so much knowledge. But you, you had me thinking you were going to grill this guy. <laughs> and that story left me feeling a little bit. <laughs> because I thought you were going to come in and go, this this idiot. Who, by the way, we followed his Christmas tree farm. I'm definitely getting a tree from him now, especially since he knows more about the bobcats than you. Are bobcats in the same family as mountain lions? I forgot what you They're said. They're in the feline family, I would imagine. Everything. With the cat family? Yeah. Okay. Just okay. like a lion is. I think we got mountain lions, though. I still think we do. Because if, if a mountain lion passes through Jersey, what's stopping the mountain lion from stopping here and making a family? That's a good point. 
I mean, uh, boom, roasted. I think Jimmy. I think we got Jim, Mountain Lions. No, I think Jimmy's right. I think they're not. Clearly, they're not a population here. But is it possible that one somehow goes on a journey and walks through Stoke State Forest, possibly? And then you also have to think, right? Does someone have one as a pet? Thought it was like, oh, it's kind of a cute little cat. Well, that's, and then un- that's unlikely. It gets too big. Well, no, it's not unlikely because this happens every year. People release their alligators and crocodiles in New Jersey. Yeah, exactly. So, so cool. anything's Ma- possible. Look up, I'm looking up mountain lion baby, and I gotta say they're pretty cute. Looks like a baby tiger. Same thing, dude. I would love a baby. Well, I, baby I, I would love a tiger as a pet. Awesome, like Mike Tyson. Oh my really goodness, they are get really cute into the lines. conspiracy theories here. What? So back in the day, there used to be this adventure theme park in northern New Jersey that was operated by like MGM or someone like that. Oh, um, wait a second. And the, I see where you're going. The theory was when it shut down, they just released all the animals into the hills in New Jersey. Huh. That's awesome. That's like folklore. What year are we talking? The 80s, I think. That's I don't so know, I cool. Hey, what, what was it called? That's place? very likely. Uh, hold on. NJ Wildlife Park shut down. Eight nineteen eighty. Jungle Habitat. Oh yeah, that's what um Mr. Morris was telling me about our our friend's dad. He was saying we have to go explore it because it's still there's still remnants of it there. So the theory is there's really nothing they, left they, anymore. So the theory is they shut down and they let the animals into the woods in New Jersey. What was like the most exotic animal they had? It was a African safari theme park by Warner Brothers. So they let. So the theory is there could be giraffes that were released into the woods of New Jersey. Yeah, elephants. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What if a? Do you think a giraffe could survive in Jersey? No. Winter. Why? What's wrong with winter? They need warm weather. I they th- live in Africa. I'd imagine they don't have the. I don't. They don't have the functions to survive a, a harsh winter. Dang. Maybe they do. I don't but know. Why don't they? Why are? Why aren't there giraffes in Florida? Real question. I think it's, I think it's, a. I think Serious it's a question. I think there could probably be if we relocated them, yeah. just like there's alligators there, right? And there's crocodiles in parts of Africa and the Nile and everything. I think that they, I'm not a biologist again. I always like to hedge my bets, but I think they probably could build a habitat with giraffes, but I'd, I think they're landlocked Wait. to Africa. Do we have any giraffes at the Turtleback Zoo? Yeah. Really? How, how, they, how they live in Jersey then? They have an indoor house with the most hilarious door ever. You got to drive by. They have this one door that's like five feet wide. Oh, do they have to like duck? No, no, no. It's like five feet wide and it's like 60 feet tall. That's it's like awesome. this weird long door that they walk through. So we do have drafts at the Turtleback Zoo. But so, I don't think so they, they can survive. survive the winter. What I wonder is, are there, do we have wolves in New Jersey? Like real big wolves? Jimmy? I don't know. Because that would be your Jimmy Parks. You, you know I do these not, things. They would be the apex predator, right? Easily know. a wolf. I feel like a wolf would just take out every other animal in the state. So I don't think we have wolves. Are foxes in the wolf family or no? I don't. Mm. What's what family is the fox in? Canine. Isn't it? <sighs> wolves are not found in the wild of New Jersey. We should we should release a pack of wolves. We should release a pack of like alligators or Wait, something like that. This is very confusing. It says wolves. Are now found in the wild in New Jersey. Next sentence. But they can still be found in at least several acres of Warren County, along with bobcats, lynx, and foxes. What? So I don't know what that means. Has there ever been a spotting of a wolf? In, like that? Wolves kill people. Oh, there's a wolf preserve in New Jersey. Makes That's sense. what it's saying. Okay. Yeah, there's no wolves in the wild. Lynx are really cool. I would like to release a couple lynx around New Jersey. Is a lynx in the tiger family? It's a, the cat family. I don't know. Are lynxes, like, are they... Will they destroy you? 
I think they're I think they're pretty dangerous. They're kind of goofy looking. Wait, what's the di- oh whoa whoa? I was about to ask what the difference between a tiger and a lynx is, but that looks like a different well, lynx shape. Well, lynx are they're really small. They're, are they more rare than tigers? I don't know. A lynx is any four foot uh, four species of the medium sized wildcat genus lynx. Um, so I guess that didn't different. really explain it that good for me. So that was the end of our episode, guys. We we are we are down the the rabbit hole, but I'm just glad Jimmy got to speak his piece to this gentleman. Jimmy, we're gonna go to his Christmas tree farm this year, and you'll get to shake hands with him. I don't know. I, Jimmy pretty, has his own. Jimmy has his own Christmas tree yeah, farm. He works I'm at. pretty He's loyal very to my Christmas tree farm. <laughs> oh man, there's beef. I like the first Garden State beef. All right, and with that, any closing thoughts? Any closing remarks? I'm just very happy that Jimmy Parks is back in the presence of the Garden State. Yes, Jimmy, and welcome we back. Are, just, we're not not out here. That's right. And we we're are not it. not out here. We're doing it, and we uh, we got some nice merch, Josh. We do. If have you want to tell the people where they can get some merch, like that's my closing thought. If you want to slide over to thegardenstate.com, how do you like the way I said that? Do I sound like a boomer? I mean, like yeah. If you want to slide, or if you want to maybe skate on over, jump. Now flip. is that www dot the garden state be https colon slash slash www dot the garden state.com you add the s after https for security you, obviously we're a secure website you don't need to add the s though and it'll still work yeah but <laughs> just letting just, you know just letting people know that we're secure the garden state.com get your merch we got a lot of nice things in there so yeah go, go buy a t-shirt support the cause we gave some um i will say a little bragging point we gave merch to dennis and judy and the talk, I don't know if they were just hyping us up, but the talk oh, at yeah. the office, they were like, we were actually, the office was amazed over how high quality your guys' stuff is. And I was like, yeah, that's, like, yeah, that's what we did. That's, that's why right. we get hate for the price on it because we make quality merch that you're going to want to wear, not a cheap Gildan t-shirt. It's uh, actually nice quality stuff over at thegardenstate.com. Every purchase supports the pod. And with that, we will see you all next Friday. Later. Bye. Later. You're listening to the Garden State. The Dirty Jerk.